Praise the Lord. You know, we are gathered here not just for fellowship, but importantly, studying of God's Word. Today, we have someone that's we know him. He lead worship, and he's part of the elder of the church, and he's been serving um, in the church in many, many years now, and I'm grateful to him because he's a brother of mine. He have walked, we have gone through a lot of time uh, serving together. He used to have a lot of hair, but he's anointed. <laughs> But I am blessed with this life. But before we call him, let's just uh, offer a time of prayer to the Lord. Lord, we thank you for this afternoon that you have gathered us. And we pray for Brother Bong as he would preach your word today, that you empower him with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that as he speak, may our heart be pursed. May our heart be convicted. If there's any areas of our life that you, you are asking us to surrender, I pray that we surrender before you. And any one of us here is need encouragement. I pray that your word will be in, bring encouragement to our life through our brother. Salamat po Panginoon sa buhay niya. Bless my our brother Lord. Kayo po kumilos sa kanya as you use him today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Let's just welcome brother Bong to share God's word today. Thank you Pastor Well. A blessed morning po. Afternoon ano? Afternoon to everyone. Batiin niyo po inyong katabi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Ayan. Amen. So, if you're here last Sunday, what is our topic last Sunday? Just go straight to the Word. So, if you still remember, Pastor Well, share to us. The topic is, do you still know me? We can also tell that to our partner, to our wife. You still know me, my love? About knowing the Lord, right? And Pastor Ruel says that knowing Jesus more and more is a lifetime pursuit. Same thing with any relationship. Husband and wife, your children or your friends, we get to know them more if we spend more time with them. It's a lifetime pursuit and a process. Okay, so coming from Pastor Ruel's Message last time, the right thing to do after knowing a person is to walk with Him. Now, our topic for today is walking with God. And we will look at the life of Enoch. Maybe some of you, first time you've heard Enoch. There are some of you know him. I pray that after we studied his life, according to the Bible, we will get to know more of him. And our faith will be more deeper than the Lord through His life and witness. So, as a respect for God's Word, let us all rise and stand. And let's all read together. This is just four verses in Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. Let's read together. One, two, three. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. May the, God, may the Lord God bless the reading of His Word. We can all be seated. So, as a start in our study about Enoch, there are actually two men named Enoch in the Bible. There are two men. The first Enoch, we will find him in Genesis chapter 4, which is the son of Cain. You know, si Cain at si Abel. Cain and Abel, right? Cain murdered his brother Abel. So, 
the first Enoch is Cain in verse 17 of Genesis 4. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. We are not interested about this Enoch. Okay? Just to let you know that there are two Enoch in the Bible. We are interested and the subject of our study would be on the second Enoch found in just nine verses in the Bible which are in Genesis 5, Hebrews 11, and Jude. Three verses in the Bible, sorry, nine verses in the Bible, three books that we will find this Enoch that we're going to study. So the Genesis chapter 5 provides us the most information about Enoch in the entire Bible. So this Enoch, in Genesis chapter 5, his name means dedicated or initiated. That's the meaning of his name. And he is seventh in the line of Adam, the father of Methuselah, we've just read a while ago, and he is the great-grandfather of Noah. Alam niyo naman si Noah, right? The surname of Noah daw is Zark. Noah's Zark. Pero joke lang yan, joke. Si Noah, hindi ko alam surname niya. So, and he is the first man in the Bible of whom it was said that he walked with God. So that's why it's pretty interesting for me to learn and share with you about walking with God on the first man in the Bible whom it was said that he walked with God. And we have just read in Genesis chapter 5 that Enoch seems to be an ordinary man. Okay? He's not like Moses who was an administrator or like Daniel who was a statesman. He never mentioned about that. But it seems that he's just an ordinary man. So, in Genesis, we'll see he walked with God. And then in Hebrews 11, tells us that he pleased God. And later on, we will read about Hebrews 11. And in Jude, tells us that he witnessed for God. So, three books in the Bible that mentioned Enoch. So, the life of Enoch is not about an extraordinary man who had faith, but about an ordinary man who had an extraordinary faith. And that can be you and me also. And we will see in the life and testimony of Enoch how he did that. So we will just take a look at the short genealogy of Enoch, the second Enoch that we are studying with. Starts with Adam. Thus all the days of Adam lived 930 years and he died. Thus all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died. Thus, all the days of Enosh were 905 years, and he died. Okay, so we are reading on the genealogy of Enoch. Thus, all the days of Canaan were 910 years, and he died. Thus, all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years, and he died. Thus, all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. And then, going to the life of Enoch, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Now, look at the genealogy from Adam to Canaan. It ended up, and he died. Right? Lahat sila namatay. 
But here is somebody who did not die. Here is somebody in his brief history. But remember, the word he died is the effect of the fall. When Adam and Eve sinned against God, according to Romans, the wages of sin is death. Chugi. So, nobody will not live forever. No? We will all die. That is because of the sin of Adam and Eve that we inherit. So, lahat tayo mamamatay. Pero, at this point, someone bypass death. Someone doesn't die. And we will see that in the brief of history, Enoch breaks the pattern of dying. And later on also, we will learn about that. Studying the life of Enoch in Genesis chapter 5, we read first of all that we found him, Enoch, walking with God. And let's see the cause of Enoch's walk with God and we will see that in Genesis chapter 5, verse 22. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God. Now, apparently, Enoch did not walk with God for the first 65 years. Because sabi dito, after he begot Methuselah at the age of 65, he only walked with God. And then something happened that changed everything. He had his first son, Something happened that caused him to change. Now, how many of us know that having a children cause, will cause us to walk with God like nothing we've ever tried before for those who are parents? And that may be the experience of some of the parents like me. So, we have learned that there are two times in life that people are being more sensitive to what God's what. God wants them to be. So two times or season in life na people are being sensitive about what God wants them to be. First of all is when we get married. Kaya when you attend some marriage rites and ceremony, there are a lot of crying. Pero it's supposed to be a joyous celebration, di ba? But people are crying out of happiness and so much emotions. But that's one point. When you get married, because the responsibility that comes with it, you realize I'm not just responsible for me anymore. I'm also responsible for another person, especially for men. Okay? So there's a realization. And then another thing that caused us to be more sensitive to God is that when we have a first child. I remember my, my eldest baby when I saw her in nursery because my baby was born in the Philippines and the hospital, we don't have that luxury that when your wife... Uh, is giving birth, the husband is there taking picture. Diba, uso na ngayon yan? The, the mother is, ano ba yung umiiris sa English? Hmm! But the father is beside there taking pictures. No? During my first baby, the hospital that she, she gave birth to doesn't allow that. So, I only first saw my children sa nursery na. And when I first saw her, she was crying and there's a lot of emotions and I remember myself praying. So, those are two stages in life, I would say, na men are more sensitive to the call of God when you got married and you have your first child. So, this was the turning point in Enoch's life because he then began to walk with God when his first child, Methuselah, was born. Okay, so what's the meaning of his name? 
Methuselah means the man of dart or the man of spear or javelin or something shoot out. And then we know also Methuselah as the, you know him as the longest man who ever lived. Not just in the Bible, but until now. Right? So we will learn what is the reason. His name also means the man of sending forth. And according to the Bible students, this is really the exact meaning of his name. When he is dead, it shall be sent. When he is dead, it shall be sent. Meaning what? His name means that he would not die until the judgment was sent forth. Until the judgment came, he will not die. What is the judgment? It is the judgment of the flood during Noah's Ark time. So that's the judgment, right? The world will be flooded and everything alive will die. So the judgment of the flood will not come until Methuselah dies. When he is dead, it shall be sent. So that's the meaning of his name, Methuselah. His name becomes the bridge between God's warning and the judgment of the flood. The judgment of the flood would not come until Methuselah died. So the demonstration of God's mercy is he lived longer than any person up to the age of 969 years. So we know that Methuselah is the longest man who ever lived. But for, for what purpose? For the purpose of showing God His grace. Showing God His mercy. And later on, we will learn more about that. That kind of culture, situation that Enoch lives in. We will see that in Jude 14 and 15. Only one chapter lang naman in Jude. And we will read, it was also about this that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of His holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly of all their, de of all their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way and of all the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against Him. So this is the kind of environment that Linux lived in, that made God to a point that He is sending a flood judgment to the whole world. So you can see by the words and prophecy that Enoch is giving to that generation in Jude 1, 14 to uh, 15. This is the kind of environment that Enoch lived in. He lived in an environment that deserved the judgment of God. It was, it was a time of wickedness, rebellion against God, and ultimately brought the judgment of flood and destroyed the whole world. And it also shows the grace of God through the life of Methuselah. As if God is saying to the world, I want to be as gracious to you as I can be. God is a God of grace and mercy, and He extends His mercy over and over again. To think na if you are Methuselah, gusto mo nang mamatay, hindi ka mamatay-matay. Because God used you as a sign of His mercy and grace. Okay? Although, dagdag ko lang yan, ha? it doesn't say that Methuselah wanted to die. But if you are in His place, 
you have no choice because you are the sign or the timeline of God's grace for people to repent and come back to God. Until Matusila died, then the judgment will come. So Matusila's life was a period of grace before the judgment of the flood. That's the reason why he is the oldest man who ever lived. For 969 years. God let, let him live longer than anybody else. God's grace was extended in the face of judgment. And when he died, the flood came. And we have that illustration and I want to share to you. I've, uh, my source here is the study of Dr. David Jeremiah in the life of Enoch. If we put Adam year one, okay, we put Adam year one, we will find in the accounts of, in the Bible that Methuselah was born 687 years, Adam as year one, okay? And then, Methuselah's age is 969 years. So, he was born 687 years, year one, from year one in Adam's time, adding his age, he died at the year 1656. Okay, huh? okay, so keep that in mind. And then, Noah was born from Adam as year one. Noah will be born 1056. Year 1056, taking Adam as year one. And then it says there in the account of Genesis that Noah was 600 years old when the flood came. Okay, so he's 600 years old. When the flood came, he was born 1056 from Adam, year 1. The total year when the flood came is 656. The same year when Methuselah died, the flood came. The Bible is pretty amazing, isn't it? The Word of God is true. The year uh, Methuselah died, and the year of the flood is the same. Now, we will look at the circumstances of Enoch's walk with God. What are the circumstances of Enoch's walk with God? Okay, we see that Enoch lived in a time of great depravity. There's moral corruption, evil, and wickedness. And I remember growing up, when I hear pastor or seminar or youth camps, Reminding us, when I was young that day, sabi nga ni pastor, when I still have a very long and shiny hair during that time, that when the pastor say that, you know, kid, uh, you know, youth, you are in a time, in a year, in a culture that is at, uh, under depravity, or your culture is, you know, not good. It feels kind of hurt because... It saddened me to see that I'm living in that culture, in that kind of world. Now, the, the, the poverty is all around. And the same thing as Enoch, we've read in Jude, that that is also the kind of world that Enoch is living in. There's a lot of evil, wickedness, moral corruption. So this is the circumstances that Enoch is into. And Enoch's message in Jude is that, you cannot keep on disobeying or disrespecting God and just walk away with it. There will be a time of judgment. This is the message of Enoch. He's prophesying, saying to the people, return to God. Sa Tagalog, hindi pwedeng gagawin mo lang yung gusto mong gawin masama man o hindi. 
And then, bahala na. You cannot do whatever you want and just walk away with it. That's the message of Enoch to the people there during that time. And still the message to us. That indeed, we cannot do whatever we want and just walk away with it. There will be a time of judgment. There will be a time of reckoning. And this is the truth that we can learn from the study of Enoch. And how young? How young is depravity start? Or yung moral decay starts? Actually, we will have some idea. These are property laws of a toddler. If you have a small kids, toddler, I think you can identify with it. If I like it, it's mine. If it's in my hand, it's mine. If I can take it from you, it's mine. If I had it a little while ago, it's mine. If it's mine, you must never appear to allow it to be yours in any way. If I'm doing or building something, all the pieces are mine. If it looks like just mine, it's mine. If I saw it first, it's mine. Mine, mine, mine. You will always hear that from my kids. If you are playing with something and you put it down, it automatically becomes mine. Right? If it's broken, it's yours. <laughs> so that's how early we will see. So Enoch lived in a very difficult time and the circumstances of his life were not used as an excuse not to walk with God. Right? His circumstances... Because it's easy to, what, to adapt in a per- perverse culture, in a bad, evil culture. It's easy to adapt. But Enoch decided and made, made a choice that he will walk with God. The same thing with our uh, experiences, what we are experiencing now, that walking with God is a challenge in our culture. Sabi nga sa Tagalog, paikot-ikot lang ang buhay. Life is like a wheel, Right? The same thing, the problem Enoch is having during the, 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 his time, we are also experiencing now. And the uh, encouragement that we will see in his life is he made a choice in spite of this. And we will see also the encouragement in Philippians 2.15. It says that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you, shall, you shine as lights, in the world. What Paul is saying is that we are to be children of God without fault in the midst of the crooked and perverse generation and we are to shine as lights in the world. We are to shine as lights in the world. Let's say to the person beside us, let us line as as, as light in the world. And our prayer Every time we encounter this kind of dilemma, either we choose to do right thing or wrong thing, let our prayer be, Lord, thank you for allowing me to live in such a time and to help me, Lord, to be a shining light in the midst of darkness. I pray that we will have that prayer. And I want to share with you what David Jeremiah says. One of the reasons why the Word of God, especially the New Testament, is so relevant to our days is because the Word of God, the New Testament, was written to a group of Christians who were living under the domination of Roman Empire. 
and under great stress and pressure and wickedness and evil. And the Word of God is filled with encouragement through them to us that we can be the kind of people God wants us to be no matter what's going around us. Sabihin natin sa katabi natin, let's read the Word of God. We can find encouragement as we continue to read the Word of God. So what we can learn about Enoch? Our faith does not depend on our circumstances. Our faith depends on Christ. Say it with me. Our faith depends on Christ. Amen. Now, we look at the choice of Enoch's walk with God. Choice of Enoch's walk with God. Verse 22, Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah. And then again, verse 24, Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. Twice in the passage, we were told that he walked with God. And there could be two possible reasons for his walk with God. Number one, the responsibility of raising a son in such a godless world challenged Enoch that he knew he needed God more. At this point of our study, the lesson that we will learn to all fathers, sa mga tatay, like Enoch, that parenting must also involve our commitment to walk with God. Parenting must also involve our commitment to walk with God. Enoch, after 65 years, it seems 65 years of his life, being not a father, yet, he's not walking with God. But when he had his first child, and he knows that he will be a father in that kind of culture and generation, evil culture, evil influence, then he made a commitment to walk with God as part of his parenting. Not just providing for physical or financial needs of the family, but also to provide spiritual guidance, spiritual needs of the family as well. And maybe second possible reason of his choice to walk with God is that did God give Enoch insight into the future so that he knew the flood will come. So we really don't know, but what we know is that the arrival of his first child, Methuselah, changed his life. Enoch began to recognize the need he had in his life for a closer relationship with God and one day he just made the decision. One day, he just made a choice and he said, for this moment on, I'm going to walk with God. And many of us in this room also followed in his footsteps. One day in our life, we heard, we feel the call of God for us to follow him. What we are, we are what we choose to be. We are what we choose to be. Either to walk with God or not, it's our choice. We are what we choose to be. Today, decisions are harder because everybody wants to maintain the opportunity to keep as many options open as possible. A lot of options everywhere. Ang dami ang options. From decision making to a lot of things. Pati pagpili ng papa, pagpili ng mom. So many options here. So people are... Having a hard time nowadays, I don't know, but 
I've already lost my hair. But during those times na I still have hair, I think it's not that hard to make decisions. No? I don't know if that is the effect of hair loss, but it's really decisions. We have so many options. Kaya our generation is called multiple choice generation. You know, I don't know, yung mga student ngayon, last time, ganun din, right? Uh, okay, class, we have an exam. Ma'am, multiple choice. So we have, we want to have a lot of options. So it's very difficult to make a decision. But the Bible tells us that we have to make a choice. Here we will learn about Enoch. There is a day in his life when Enoch chose to walk with God. Now, the communion of his walk with God. The communion of Enoch's walk with God. And we, we've read, and we will see from the passages that we have read, that Enoch was close with God. Ganun sila. Ganun. Ganun sila ni God. To the point that God took him, right? God took him. He never experienced death. He bypassed death. The first person who bypassed death. The curse of death was Enoch because ganun sila ni God. Now, we know in the Bible that Jesus is coming back. Okay? Do we believe that? We must believe that. The Bible tells us so that Jesus is coming back. And we know that nobody knows when He's coming back. Okay? So if we hear someone who is claiming, I think when I was high school, there is this news about a pastor claiming that Jesus is coming back by this year, 1990s, I think. And everybody, all the world, especially, I think, U.S., some Christians sold their property. And then, until now, hindi pa nangyari. Because the Bible says, nobody knows when Jesus is coming back. Only the Father knows. So, God is very, very careful with the information about what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. But God chose to tell Enoch that at a certain time, at a certain event, the judgment will come. He chose to share that with Enoch. So, like Abraham, Enoch was a friend of God. Enoch was a friend of God. And let's see the consistency of his walk with God. And this is quite interesting. Verse 22 again, Enoch walked with God and after he fathered Methuselah, 300 years. Whoa. He walked with God for 300 years. First 65 years of his life, apparently, he's not walking with God. But when he made the decision to walk with God, he walked for 300 years and had other sons and daughters. So, aside from Methuselah, he has more children. Now, he walked for three centuries. Wow, three centuries, no? And then, we will see that he's a family man. Right? Had other sons and daughters. Marriage, family, and children were not hindrances for his walk with God. His life was his walk, and his walk was his life and he did not de depart from right to left. He just walked with God for three centuries. Wow. And sometimes, shut three centuries. Sometimes we are struggling if we can still walk with God for one more week. 
One more week, I don't think I can make it. I love my husband, but this, this bangla is so cute. For one more week, we are struggling. But Enoch walked with God for three centuries, says there. Tatawa kayo, ha? Now, from Enoch walking with God, let's look, Enoch pleasing God. Now, Hebrews 11, By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found. In Genesis chapter 5, he was not, sabi nun, it's an old English. He was not. It means, he was not found. Because God had taken him, now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. Now, the great miracle is not that he bypassed death to get to heaven. The great miracle is he bypassed death because he pleased God. Enoch pleased God. And our goal as God's people is also to please God. The question is, am I doing in my life what I do to please others, to please myself, or I do it and I long to please God. That is the question. Do I long to please God? Because there are times when pleasing others and pleasing God cannot go or cannot dwell together. There are times that pleasing others and pleasing God do not come in the same page. So what we will learn from Enoch is that he chose to please God. And now we will see Enoch witnessing for God. We just read a while ago about Jude. He is prophesying and witnessing for God. So we will see that Enoch witnessing for God and he prophesied the coming judgment. And then he used Enoch as a prophet, a, th a testifier of things to come. So this is the life of Enoch as a witness for God. Now, the common thing about Enoch that we know, right? Enoch going to be with God. Hebrews 11, and by faith, Enoch was taken up. Sabi dun sa Genesis, and he was not, for God took him, so that he would not see that, and he was not found, because God has taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. So we saw Enoch walking with God, pleasing God, witnessing for God, and now he went to be with God. Now, there's a hint in Genesis that when God took Enoch, people might be looking for him because Abidon, he was not. He was not found because God took him. And I know you will remember the same happened to Elijah when he was taken by a fiery chariot in 2 Kings chapter 2, right? People starts looking for him. And we will see that in Isaiah 16. And they said to him, Behold now, there are with your servants 50 strong men. Please let them go and seek your master. It may be that the Spirit of the Lord has caught him up and cast him upon some mountains or into some valley. They sent therefore the 50 men, and for three days... They have sought him, but did not find him. They cannot find Elijah 
There's no finding Elijah. There's no finding Enoch. And the Bible says that one day he was walking on this earth and God took him. The same as happened to Elijah. And what this is telling us, Enoch is the first illustration in the Bible of the rapture. Remember the genealogy? He died, he died, he died, and then in the time of Enoch, somebody never dies. And it's an illustration, a representation of a rapture. Nowadays, very seldom we heard about the rapture of the church. But this is the truth that we must embrace. The rapture of the church. And we will see in 2 Thessalonians chapter 4, you know, there's a lot of uh, school of thoughts about the coming of Jesus Christ, right? Merong uh, pre-tribulation, mid and post, and we will not go to that detail, but we will go only to the truth of 1 Thessalonians 4 that Jesus is coming back. It says here, For this we declare to you by the word from the Lord, that he who are alive, if we are alive when Jesus Christ comes back. Again, nobody knows according to the Bible. Only the Father knows. Even Jesus Christ, when he was hurt, he told this, nobody knows. Only the Father knows. We who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of a command. Remember in Acts chapter 1, when the disciples saw him go into heaven, taken up into heaven, ang sabi doon, the way you see him go back to heaven, the same way that the whole world will see him coming back. Kaya sabi dito, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of a command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of a trumpet of God, the dead in Christ will rise first, then we are, who are still alive, kung tayo buhay pa, anytime. It could be tonight, it could be tomorrow, we don't know. But it says here that we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up. The same, right? The same as happened to Enoch and to Elijah. Caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so, we will be always be with the Lord. The same concept, the same thing happened to Elijah, to Enoch, to Elijah, and to the Lord Jesus in the book of Acts. All are illustration of the rapture of the church. One of these days, if you are a Christian and you are with your friends who don't know Jesus, who don't have a relationship with Jesus, you will do a disappearing act. You will do a disappearing act and they will never see you again. Because according to Thessalonians and according to what Enoch have experienced, you will be taken to be with the Lord. So that is the phrase in the verse in, in Genesis, right? Enoch walked with God and he was not. Sa Hebrews it says, he was not found. It's an illustration of the rapture of the church. And that's the way it will be for us, if we put our trust in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that when we put our trust in Jesus Christ and you become a Christian, one day, the Lord is coming back and He's going to take up, caught up. He will take everybody who put their trust in Him. 
there will be an evacuation from this world like nothing that's ever happened before. And the Bible says, listen to this, the Bible says that if you are not ready, you will be left behind. Merong movie nun eh. The Bible says that if we are not ready, you will be left behind. And that's the beauty of studying God's Word. So that we will not be left behind. Tell the person beside you, Sama ka, ha? Don't be left behind. So walking with God, as a summary, walking with God starts with a commitment of trusting His Son, Jesus Christ. And in John 14 says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the road. He's the road. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, take up, caught up, to be taken up. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only way we can get on the road to go to heaven is by putting our trust in Jesus Christ. And the encouragement of Enoch's story today is, no matter how old you are, Enoch was 65, okay? Yung katabi mo, if it's younger than 65, pwede. Enoch was 65 when he made the choice to walk with God. And he maintained that 300 years until God was so pleased and he never experienced death to be with the Lord. So, we will not be left behind because we have put our trust in our Lord Jesus Christ. And to end, I want to share these words from Warren Wiersbe in his study about Enoch. Enoch's life and witness reminds us that it's possible to be faithful to God in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. No matter how dark the day or how bad the news, we have the promise of our Lord's return. And to encourage us and motivate us to be godly. One day, sin will be judged and God's people will be rewarded for their faithfulness. So we have every reason to be encouraged as we walk with God. Say the person beside you, let us walk with God. Our message for today, walking with God. Let's all bow together. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, what a wonderful story. A wonderful uh, short story that Enoch have shared to us in your word. Short, but yet so meaningful to our generation today. And Enoch have showed us, so oh God, in his life that circumstances is not a hindrance for us to walk with God. Circumstances may discourage us People may fail us, but what we have learned in the life of Enoch is that we can make a choice to walk with you and follow you. And Lord, I pray that all of us here in this room, Lord, and whoever is in the process, O oh God, of struggling to walk with you, I pray, O oh God, that they will be encouraged by the story of Enoch. May the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts, O oh God with these words that comes from your holy word. I pray, Father, that you will continue, O oh God, to change us. 
that indeed we will say as a testimony of our life that our faith depends on our Lord Jesus Christ in you alone. Thank you, Father. Continue to speak in our hearts, O God, for the rest of this day. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless everyone. Thank you, Brother Bong, for... Yes, praise God. Reminder for us to walk with God. Let's all stand. Before we will receive the benediction, let's just offer our life to the Lord with this simple hymn, In My Life, Lord, In My Life, Be Glorified. Let's sing it to the Lord. In my life, Lord, be glorified. Be glorified in my life. In my life, Lord, be glorified. Let's sing it again. Just raise a hand and sing it to our God in my life. Lord, we thank you for your word that we have received today, reminding us on the kind of walk we are living. You have called us to walk with you. And I pray, Lord, as, as we have reminded today, for us to prepare ourselves in your return. You have called us to walk with you consistently. And I pray, Lord, what we learn today will not just be ideas that's in our head, but a change of lifestyle as you transform us from within, as you change our hearts. That's our prayer, O God. Salamat, Panginoon. Our prayer, Lord, that our life belongs to you and may you be glorified. Let's just raise a hand and receive the benediction. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Lord, as we face this brand new week, remind us, O oh Lord, to walk with you. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody say, Amen, Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Just turn to somebody and tell that person, encourage this person to walk with the Lord.